I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Tuesday, September 26th. Quarry Hills Associates of Quincy is withdrawing their proposal for a 99-year lease at the Granite Links Golf Club in Quincy. In a letter to the City Council, Quarry Hills Associates President Thomas O'Connell says they're requesting that the lease extension request be withdrawn until the proposed improvements to the intersection of Rashuti Drive and Willard Street can be resolved. O'Connell said they recognize that it will take time for the state to make the intersection improvements and that that time frame coincides with the current challenging economic climate. As a result, he says he thought it best to pause the lease extension proposal at this time. O'Connell says Quarry Hills still intends to upgrade the ball field's drainage at the end of this playing season and install the enhanced hiking trail signage this year. Going forward, O'Connell says Quarry Hills will invest the time to prepare a conceptual development plan with supporting data that will allow them to discuss potential development projects more comprehensively, as well as the resultant projected lease revenue increases to the city. Quincy police are issuing a warning about a recent rise in drug overdoses. Police say Quincy has had four confirmed non-fatal overdoses in the past 24 hours and that several drugs are being mixed with the dangerous opioid fentanyl and xylazine, which is used to sedate or euthanize animals. Just yesterday, police arrested a Boston man in the parking lot of the Walmart store in Quincy after finding drugs and a gun in his car. 26-year-old Ivan Sabalos of Boston was apprehended by the police drug control unit. A canine discovered fentanyl, cocaine, and a Glock 9mm handgun with an obliterated serial number and a hidden compartment in the Ford Edge. Officers also recovered over $1,200 in cash. Zavalos faces arraignment in Quincy District Court on drug trafficking and gun possession charges. The U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration is alerting the public of a sharp nationwide increase in the lethality of fentanyl-laced fake prescription pills. The DEA lab has found that of the fentanyl-laced fake prescription pills analyzed in 2022, 6 out of 10 now contain a potentially lethal dose of fentanyl. A former employee of the MBTA pleading guilty to more than a dozen charges, including larceny, and procurement fraud, according to the Attorney General's office. 57-year-old Timothy Dockery of Plymouth pleaded guilty to 13 charges that also included bribery, accepting illegal gratuities, and conspiracy. Dockery was sentenced to a year in jail, two years probation after finishing his sentence, also ordered to pay over $37,000 in restitution. In one scheme, Dockery worked with a vendor to steal about $38,000 from the MBTA by submitting fake invoices. Dockery also allegedly received cash payments from the vendor in exchange for Dockery's help with tea procurements and projects. A lawyer for Dockery said he's pleased to have the seven-year-old case resolved. Dockery, who worked as a buyer for the tea, was indicted in 2017 and suspended. 
The Office of the Inspector General began investigating Dockery following a hotline tip in 2014. The Attorney General's Office joined the investigation in 2016. The MBTA had also been looking into the matter, according to the Attorney General's Office. A group is looking to increase the minimum wage for workers in Massachusetts who also get paid in tips. One fair wage is seeking to get people in the service industry full minimum wage in addition to the tips they earn. The group has already made major inroads in Washington and Chicago, and it's now collecting signatures in Massachusetts to get a measure on the 2024 statewide ballot. Massachusetts law currently sets minimum wage at $15 an hour, but tipped workers get a base wage, also known as a service rate, of $6.75 an hour. Those workers must still be paid at least $15 an hour after accounting for tips. Legislation has been introduced to pay workers minimum wage across the board, and advocates think that would also benefit restaurant owners who struggle to hire and retain staff following the pandemic. One Fair Wage says that in just a matter of weeks, it's collected more than half of the 75,000 signatures it needs to get its measure on the 2024 Massachusetts ballot. The group and other advocates are planning to hold a press conference on the steps of the State House at noon today, ahead of a Joint Committee on Labor and Workforce Development hearing on the same issue. Many Massachusetts employers would need to provide an estimated salary range in job postings under newly moving legislation the top lawmakers pitched as a way to close gender and racial wage gaps. The Labor and Workforce Development Committee yesterday advanced a redrafted bill that would require businesses with at least 25 employees to include a projected pay range in any hiring advertisements for a specific position. A change that would align Massachusetts with a small but growing number of states with similar measures on the books, Representative Josh Cutler of Duxbury and Senator Patricia Jalen from Somerville, the committee's chairs, pitched the legislation as a way to build on the state's equal pay law by better empowering workers. They dubbed the bill the Francis Perkins Workplace Equity Act, commemorating the Massachusetts native who was the first woman to serve as U.S. Labor Secretary. Any public or private employer with 25 or more employees posting a job would need to list the annual salary or hourly wages they reasonably and in good faith expect to pay under the bill. Some businesses already make that information available, but the legislation would impose it as a wide-reaching requirement. The legislation that cleared the Labor and Workforce Development Committee yesterday also outlines new data collection steps designed to monitor for gender and racial wage gaps within individual business sectors. Employers with more than 100 or more full-time Massachusetts employees would be required to submit wage data reports and the Executive Office of Labor and Workforce Development would publish aggregate wage data on an annual basis. Governor Mara Healy today plans to sign an executive order that will address the process by which clean energy projects and infrastructure are permitted, an issue which utility companies and others have said could determine whether Massachusetts makes good on its commitment to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. 
Healy plans to create the Commission on Clean Energy Infrastructure Siting and Permitting and swear in its members in her ceremonial office at 1045 this morning. She'll be joined by Energy and Environmental Affairs Secretary Rebecca Tepper. The advisory from the governor's office did not identify commission members and said the group will be tasked with streamlining and accelerating the siting and permitting of clean energy infrastructure in Massachusetts. There is general agreement among utility companies, environmental activists, and others that the energy project permitting and siting process as it exists today is a poor model. It often takes a long time to get a project through the process can be overly complicated for members of the public to follow proceedings, does not always incorporate feedback from impacted communities. One bill filed by Representative Jeff Roy, the House co-chair of the committee, would create a new office within the Executive Office of Energy and Environmental Affairs with the authority to consolidate various permitting processes related to utility decarbonization infrastructure projects into one process. Supporters of the bill, including utility companies National Grid and Eversource, said the current permitting process creates unnecessary overlaps that cause delays and makes meaningful public engagement difficult and expensive. A check of business news this morning. Stocks, stocks rather, opened the day in positive territory. The Dow was up 43 NASDAQ adding 59, S&P rose 17. Asian stocks mostly sank over worries about a possible U.S. government shutdown and the troubled Chinese economy. The dollar rose, the euro is down, oil at $89 a barrel. In sports, Tampa Bay Rays come to Fenway tonight. Series with the Red Sox beginning at 7 o'clock. Forecast from the National Weather Service today, mostly cloudy and breezy, the high of 63. Clear and chilly tonight, lows drop off into the upper 40s in some locations. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high of 67. Thursday, partly sunny, high of 68. Maybe some showers around on Friday, high of 68. Marine forecast today calling for waves of 2 to 3 feet. Northeast winds right now 15 to 20, diminishing 10 to 15. Later today, there is a small craft advisory in effect until 2 o'clock this afternoon. High tide at 9.07 a.m. Sunrise 6.35, set at 6.34. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Tuesday, September 26th.